Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what TGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. We don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, we work things good, and that is what we That's why I love There you have it. You have an insightful show. Amen. So, our topic this morning is character transformation. Character transformation. Character transformation. Hallelujah. So, um, so this morning, you know, it's no judgment, okay? We're just teaching. No judgment, you know, but um, there are things we need to pay attention to. There are things we need to take heed of. Okay, you know how we can teach faith for two months, teach healing for two months, you know, teach supernatural, hearing God, flowing in the gift of the Spirit and all that. You know, we love those topics, right? You know, but you know, when you check through the, the, the epistles, you will see that the Bible gives even much more attention to Christian character. Christian character. You know, um, it seems as though the church fathers, the apostles, by the Holy Ghost, recognize that people have to be reminded about these things. You know, so you find all through the epistles, Paul, Peter, James, John, Jude, all of them re-echoing the same thing. That the believer needs to take cognizance of the way he or she lives a life. So you see everywhere the issue of character, of sin, addressed over and over and over and over and over again. So if the early church, if the apostles thought it wise to remind us to live right, then it means that we owe it to ourselves as a church to teach on these things and remind ourselves of the importance of it. Now, the way human nature is wired, we only live up to what we hear. The things we don't hear, those are important. So, if all you hear is you are saved by grace through faith, and you don't hear you are saved unto good works, there's a way you can stop at saved by grace through faith, and then you know, not live up to the salvation. This way you can begin to trivialize wrong behavior and say, well, I'm saved by grace through faith. It's not imputing my sins against me. You know, I'm forgiven forever. You know, this way you can stop there. Okay? So it's why Paul puts afterwards immediately, we are saved by grace through faith, Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, then saved Unto good works. Do you understand? It's also why that goes to James 
will say, you know, faith without works is dead. You know, we quote and say, Abraham was saved by faith, yes. But James, just to quickly clear your doubts, tells you that now we see the result of Abraham's faith in, in Abraham's obedience. Do you understand? So, meaning that real faith will culminate in obedience, in holiness. So, there is a need for us to go over these things over and over and over again. You know, these things are pretty important. So, I, 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 I appeal to us to listen with a heart for change and growth. Um, you know, as a, as a pastor and a teacher and a father, you know, shout out to you guys, to my, to my, to my, to my, to people that I've put on that house. Now, my joy is in seeing your progressive growth. In seeing that the things we talked about last year, you have moved up from them. You are, at least, it is showing in your character that we're not dealing with the same issue every other time. So when I see growth, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm happy, I'm excited, I'm, I'm rejoicing. Same way also, when I see people that we've talked about this issue since I have known you, and we are still on it, you know, I begin to wonder, God, this person, should I give up on the case? Do you know my point here? You just begin to wonder, that, okay, is there hope for changing this? I'm being, I'm being very real. I'm being super real right now, okay? Is there, will this ever change? Or check out for back here, So, um, you know, even in Bible, in the Bible, there's, there's a part in James, sorry, in John, where Jesus Christ talked about living a tree for three years. That if the tree does not grow, it will cut down the tree. I don't know what cut down means there, that's on the point of this, that's on the point of this But even, even Jesus Christ, he talked about getting tired of an unproductive tree. When you keep talking about the same issue over and over, even God does not like it. Jesus Christ. So when people when, when people keep you know falling on the same spot, we grieve the Holy Spirit up to the point where it just goes quiet on that topic. So it's important for us to you know to remind ourselves that the way we pray for a revival of, of the gift of the Spirit, we also need to cultivate. A revival of godly character. Godly character. Godly character. How should a Christian conduct himself? Offline, online, how do we as Christians conduct ourselves? You know, the, the, the church in, um, in Antioch, the first place where people were called Christians. Now, they didn't tell people I'm a Christian. They, but the people around them saw that their behavior looked like what they thought. And they said, oh wow. They are actually living like Christ. So meaning that they were like Christ in character and in power. So it is pretty important. So that we will not be hypocrites. Okay? That will live up to the vocation of which we have been called. Live up to the name we profess. You know, I speak with people and they tell me how, you know, the people called pastors, church people, how, you know, in quote, we steal money the most. How, you know, people, Christian boys, do Christian girls, you know, um, you know, and we all to believers, fornication, um, unruly behavior, 
um, anger, malice. Um, you know, it should break our hearts when people see the church as just like the world. And in some cases, even worse behaved than the world. Something is not right about that. Okay, so, and there has got to be changed. So it's why also, you know, I appreciate sometimes the more conservative, conservative um, of Christian churches, you know, at least you can reasonably tell that the serious member of deeper life, the serious ones among them, you can actually tell that they value their holiness. You see, deeper life, CMFM, you can tell that this, the ones among, you can actually tell, you know that, you know, they value holiness. And for me, I, I, I love that, I appreciate that. You know, you know, I have one very close to my house here, the deeper life church, and you know, for some reason, I, I admire them. You know, there's this, there's this, there's this sense of, of, um, of Christian dignity. This sense of Christian, um, this is for the right word. They just, they, they, they value Christian composure. You understand? So, you will see the, the you see them and you're like, okay, you're actually even trying to live right. You, you can actually see the deliberate effort into it. Okay? So, it now it, it, it a bit worries me when I say those that have been taught the grace of God. Now think the grace means don't try at all. Just, you know, freestyle. You know, this is not how it should be. Amen. Christian character is super important. Otherwise, you are an hypocrite. So we have to you know, take this seriously. Do you understand? So, if we would change our nation, you know, we say how the gospel is the hope of the world. I would say the church is the hope of the world, and there's nothing like the church when the church is working right. Again, the church is the hope of the world, and there's nothing like the church when the church is working right. Now, this only applies when the church lives up to the day we have been called Christians. We cannot transform a world where Christians behave like the world. So, if all people do is get sick and it ends there and they don't grace character, we cannot transform the world. A world where believers steal, where believers cheat, you know, where we cheat in exams, we steal at the office, where we cut corners, where we fornicate, where we do all sorts, you know, where we, where, where we, we, we spread the same, the same anger and toxicity online. We cannot change the world with a church like that. The church that would change the world, not only work in power, but would also value godly character. This is super important. The church that would change the world has to value godly character. So, as we get saved, we, we step into, into you know, a journey of transformation of character. That my, my character every day must, must get better to look more and more and more and more like Jesus. It is so important. You can't afford to stay where you are forever. Do you understand? So, even, even as, as, a, as a church leader, okay, I see people and I'm like, I see potentials. I see huge potentials. But I also see characters that are scary. I'm like, this person has potential in, in, in the kingdom of God. You no know, graces are there, gifts are there, you know, raw talents. But I'm like, hmm, can I trust this person with, with more? Can I trust this person with more? Or will it, will it backfire? That worries me. 
So I'm like, if we give person more responsibility, you know, and you know, it grows more and more in the gifts and talents, and, and his character is stalled, is stalling. That's a disaster about to happen. Do you understand? So these things, if we are being very practical, okay, your character is so important in your journey. As a church member, as a worker, you know, nobody promotes, no matter how sound you are, there will be a level you can't get to if the people cannot trust you. So this is so, so, so important. So you ask yourself, am I injuring myself by my character? Can I, can, can I be trusted? Can God trust me with more? So, for example, you know, um, you are called, to, you, you, you're a strong leader, you are called to lead worship and stuff like that, and, you know, you're a fine boy, you know, strong leader, great voice, and pastor sits and says, this guy has a solid voice, great singing talent, anointed to worship, fine boy, but he has an issue with girls. If you promote him, he will cause trouble in the church. What will pastor do? No matter how, how good the person is, pastor will leave the exposure. Why? To prevent him from killing himself and from running the church. Do you understand? So no matter how sound that talent is, even God himself will have to limit the person's progress so that there is no disaster you know, that happens in the short future. So your character can put a limit on your, on your growth in life. So for example, God sees and says, okay, um, you know, my plan for this guy, for this lady, is to become, you know, a great businesswoman, to succeed in this, succeed in that, you know, to really, to really excel financially. But God sees that you are terrible with money. That once you have money, you become super proud. What does God do? To, to prevent you from killing yourself. You know, he can, he can you know, um, step back on some things from you. Why? So you don't kill yourself by your character. So sometimes you are praying to God, Lord, I want this. I want that. I want money. I want, I want to grow in my ministry. I want to um, grow my career. I want a promotion. I want a new job. I want to work in, in, in an oil company. I want to work in, in CBN. You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. But God is looking at you like this guy. Yes, I want this for you. But where you're right now, your character is suck, as in sucks. If I allow you to get this far, you will crash and burn. So there's a way we can be praying and at the same time also hitting ourselves by the way we are behaving. Do you understand? So God, as a good father, has to help you with exposure so that you don't get into trouble. So sometimes the prayer we are praying, you know, is being injured by, by our behavior. So you are fasting. You are fasting, praying every day, studying hard. You do all sorts. But at the same time, character development is not getting better. You know, so God himself has to, um, guy, can you change his behavior? Can you fix that? Can you take care of that? But see people, you know, today they, 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 they take good action. Tomorrow they are back at it again. It's as though your, your, your enemies, many people are, are holding you back your character. So you think, you know, it's, and you, you think you, you have to just fix up. It's so important. So someone will say, eh, in my office, I will start because I'm a, I'm a Christian. No, it's because you are a toxic person. Eh, because I know I, I'm, I'm a Christian. Because I know this is a lie. Because you are toxic. You have got to check this thing. You cannot rise so far above your character. And if you do, you fall. See, if you grow up, you will stay up. If you jump up, you will fall down. So, if they promote you to be a character and a capacity, you will come down. So, this is so important. So, I remember the story of um, Bill Clinton. 
Bill Clinton was so loved, you know, so loved. Everybody loved Bill Clinton. Powerful spokesman, you know, president, super charisma. He was president of America in the 90s. This charisma was top-notch, okay? Speaks well, you know, so loving. You know, people loved the guy until there's a scandal. He, he had sexual encounters with his teenage, I think his teenager also. Yeah, and in 10. It's made in 10. Now, I'm sure that's the first time. So he probably had an issue with sexuality all through his life, okay? But it didn't matter then until he got to the top. That was when he was scattered on his face. So there's a way, if you don't fix some things now, and you're just managing it, just managing it, the devil is a bastard. He plays to cast to be where, you know, the whole world will see it. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky story. You know, the whole world, if, if you don't fix up now, the devil can wait to the point where you'll make your biggest, where, where the goof will make the biggest noise. You understand? Now, when you're young, you know, you are 12, you goof, it's fine, you know, you correct your goof, you know, you're 15, mm, we can manage, we are becoming 18, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, your goof then begins to make a lot more noise. And when you goof from the top, maybe you become a minister, a top CEO, uh, the president, your goof becomes major. Do you understand? So it's why we've got to take this thing seriously. Don't, don't, don't wait till you cast in public. So, there's this guy, a popular figure on social media. Now, this guy was a great, great talent when it comes to preaching God's word. You could see the guy had a raw teaching gift. Raw teaching gift. Everybody loved the guy. You know, the Christian community loved the guy online. Sweet, sweet teaching gift. What happened? He had issues, issues with sexuality. And when he casted, he casted openly, and the way everybody loved him, people just changed, just hatred. So now, you know, the guy cannot even talk online again. Now, you see that that character flow might have ruined his ministry. Now, maybe he was called to be next to Yakilome. Now, is, is it possible? Is it very, very possible? But people don't forget the, the scandal. People don't forget the scandal. So, there's a way we can, with our behavior, you know, spoil God's plan for our lives. People say, to, people say, people say, and their life. When you say God's plan for my life will always come to pass, no matter what, it's a lie. It is so not true that no matter what I do, God's plan will work. It is a lie from the pit of hell. If you allow your character to crash and burn your life, that destiny can be drained totally. Okay, if you allow the devil to use the character flow to ruin you, that destiny, the plan of God for your life, can be ruined forever. People might say, you know, when you want to do those magical things, you might say they're extreme. You know, ah, they're extreme. It's always sad news, clinical, clinical. But there's truth to it. There's a way a little sin, you know, a little sin in public can ruin your career. Do you understand? So you've got to take this thing seriously. You've got to take this. There has to be a desire for growth in your character. It is so important. This is not trivial. Everything right on this it is so important. But guess what? Believers right now don't talk about holiness. Just don't talk about it. What do we do? What do we do? We are saved by grace through faith. Holiness part. Shh, shush, nobody talks about it. And then amongst us young believers, okay? We are so concerned about the gift of the Spirit. Are, yes, it's good, the gift of the Spirit, right? The, the grace of God, right? Faith, you know, healing and all that. But if you grow in the grace, you grow in the gifts. You grow in healing and power. 
and you don't you go in prophetic grace and you don't break character, you will crash and burn. It's not a cause, it's a fact. If you rise so fast in your ministry, you know, your your your, your career, you rise so fast to the top and you don't really develop your character, you will crash and burn. It is not a cause, it's a fact. So as you have to grow in your career, that have to grow in your ministry, that to be used by God and all that, you have got to be prayed also and cultivating good character. Holiness. 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 It's a big deal, guys. Holiness. Holiness. It's a big deal. So I look at that, that the Jew and, and his, and you know, I look at the man. See, you cannot, when you see the man talk, you don't understand how big he is. You may see talk so humbly and not, you don't understand how big this guy is in terms of, in terms of, of achieving the ministry. As in, what he has achieved in ministry in his lifetime, as in, I know we read books about, about John G. Lake, about uh, Wiggles, what and all that. What one has done is probably, probably much more than what they've done. Because the, the kind of numbers that they command every Sunday at redeem. When you look at him, and you see how humble he is, no scandal, no single scandal to his name. No single scandal. And I, and I, and I tell you for sure that the enemy being in bathroom has tried every time. The devil, big ways, must have tried over and over and over to paint something on him. For to see, to show how, how well he has, he has kept himself, there is no scandal to his name in all these years. Holiness. Holiness. Character. So important. So important. Okay, so if you will stay long at the top where God wants you to be, you have got to take this matter seriously. Okay? Is that good? Open your Bibles to chapter 1. First. Peter 1, from verse 13 to 19. 1 Peter 1, from verse 13 to 19. 1 Peter 1, from verse 13 to 19. Glory to God. If you are dead, say Amen. 1 Peter 1, from verse 13 to 19. Amen. So he says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. 14. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when getting ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. The seventh thing says, You have a father. She's called a father. Which of these each person's work impartially? Live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. 18. For you know that the perishable things, such as silver or gold, that were, that were redeemed from the empty way of life. And they're down to you by from ancestors. Nineteen, but to the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. So he's saying, do not conform to the evil that you had when when you were, when, when you lived in ignorance. The way you did before, before you got saved. Says, do not go back to those behaviors. Do not conform back to those evil desires. Let there be a clear change since you got saved. You can't be saved 
and believing the way you lived before you got saved. Talking the same way. Acting the same way. You know, there has got to be a difference between your past and your present. Since just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. You know, eh? When we got saved, we received a brand new nature of holiness. Okay, so our spirit man right now, you know, the old nature of sin, the old nature, the old man, you know, that was um, given to sin, that was prone to sin, that could not help but sin, you know, that one died. Now, the old you for God said, was a lover of sin. In fact, was sin himself by nature. So, not that much you tried. That old man was sin because a dog was back, a cat was mule. Do you understand? So, God gave you a new nature. He gave you a new nature. Now, this nature is holy. Okay? In, in the spirit. No, the new nature is the spirit. Okay? You are born again a new spirit. So, your spirit man as a believer is now, you know, holy. So, of course, the first step to work is to work in character formation. The first step is to be born again. Because when you get born again, the old nature that could not but sin, that old nature dies. Right? So, first step, get born again. Now, when you get born again, you have a new spirit, a righteous spirit, a holy spirit, okay? But you've got to now take it a step further, okay? Beyond just it being what's good in your spirit, you must begin to leave it out in your mind and in your body, okay? It's why we are taught to renew our minds. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Renew your mind. You know, renew your mind means to change the content of your mind, change, change what is in your mind. So if you gossip, you know, all you did, you know, from your from your culture, from your from your movies, from your music, you let bad behavior, you know, you you know, um, your former your former way of life, you know, stealing was not so bad, you know, so small stealing, small lying, you know, um, the example, those were normal in your past life. Okay, so says renew your mind, learn a new culture. So even the things that that, that, that are good in your former culture, okay, that are not good in the world. You have got to check the word of God to learn a new culture. So, if, for example, in your culture growing up, you know, when you, when you sleep, sleep with your with your fiance, it's not a bad in your culture, right? But in the Bible, it's fornication. What do you do? Renew your mind with God's word, okay, and begin to align with God's word, you know, in your heart, okay. So, renew your mind with God's word. Bring in new information from God's word to change the things you have been, you have left in your former in your culture, your environment. Your movies, you get my point? So, you renew your mind with the word of God, okay? Then you cannot begin to possess your body. So, your spirit, when you get born again, you have a new spirit, you renew your mind so that you can, so you can, so you can then present your body to God in sacrifice. So, you, amen. So, you get born again, renew your mind every time, okay? Renew your mind is a, is, is a daily process, it's never going to end. You renew your mind every day till you die with God's word, okay? Then you cannot, you cannot, you know, come to Matthew 1 to 2, present your body to God in sacrifice, okay? So, this is important. Okay, get born again. Step one, renew your mind. Then you can present your body to God in a sacrifice. Glory to God. This is super, super important. Okay, Second Peter 1 3 to 10. Second Peter 1 3 to 10. Second Peter 1 3 to 10. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Are we there? Second Peter 1 from verse 3 to 10. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through a knowledge of Him who has called us by His own glory and goodness. Through this, He has given us a very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in divine nature, 
haven't escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Verse 5. For this very reason, makes every effort. Please mark that down in your Bible. Makes every effort. So you see, so there's effort in grace. There's work in grace. Okay? Grace, grace doesn't make lazy. Doesn't mean everything depends on God. There's work in grace. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness. Do you see that? It says you make every effort. You see, it is on you, not on me. It's on you as a believer to make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. To knowledge self-control. To self-control perseverance. Perseverance, godliness. To godliness, mutual affection. Mutual affection, love. Look at that. Make every effort. Verse 8. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, so it means that you get better at these things. So it means it's a continuous progressive work. Okay? So every day you get better in goodness in knowledge, in self-control, in perseverance, in godliness and mutual affection and love, you get better at this. You grow better at them. You grow every day better at them. Verse 8 again. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, look at that, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's saying, if you cultivate this behavior, this, this things, you'll be able to get results in your Christian work. So, so I'm wondering why, you know, ah, I tried this, it's not working, this is not, not working, that's not working. It's because you're not adding these things to your Christian work. So it's why you are ineffective and unproductive. Sin puts a clog in your faith pipe. Again, sin puts a clog in your faith pipe. Sin puts a clog in your faith pipe. Sin in that your faith effectiveness. You cannot live in sin and live the best life God has for you. you. It is not possible. You cannot live in sin and live the kind of life that God has planned for you. You would always fall short if you live in sin. Verse 9. Says, but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Say, therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. If you do these things, you will never stumble. If you do these things, you will never stumble. So, you find yourself that your faith works. You stumble. Today results, more than results. Check out these things in your life. Am I growing in character? Am I living only unto the Lord? Or am I only today, tomorrow, you know, anyhow? You've got to take this thing seriously. You've got to cultivate Christian character. So say to yourself, holiness looks good on me. Say, say, say to yourself, holiness looks good on me. Again, holiness looks good on me. Again, holiness looks good on me. Say also, again, same thing. Godly character looks good on me. 
Godly character looks good on me. I can't hear you. Say it louder. Godly character looks good on me. One more time. Godly character looks good on me. Patience looks good on me. Love looks good on me. Self-control looks good on me. Perseverance looks good on me. Forgiveness looks good on me. Amen. This things look good on you. Good character looks good on you. Okay? Holiness is godly character and it looks good on you. You've got to cultivate godly character. So, to teach grace without, you know, a complete, you know, repentance from dead works. Let me say it again. The teaching of grace, one teach you grace, it, it is not complete without repenting from dead works. Yes, so the one that comes to grace must come, you know, re- repentance from dead works with a desire to, to, to live out the new life in Christ. It, it must come with a dedication to, to, to continually form Christian character. So it is not just to get saved, okay? There has got to be a continual development of Christian character. So important, okay? So, you know, people every day persecute Christians, they yell boss, they, they insult us, they say things about us, people are not tolerant, it's all good. Right? Now, it is good if they persecute us for doing good. If they yell us on the press, you know, social media, for doing good, that's very fine. God loves it. Okay? At least God, God, God appreciates it that, okay, we are bearing up under the strain of being persecuted. But if it's because we, we are hypocrites, or we don't know what that we profess, then that was so wrong. Second Peter 3, 8 to 17. First Peter 3, 8 to 17. First Peter 3, 8 to 17. Are we learning this morning? Are we getting blessed? First Peter 3, 8 to 17. Holiness looks good on you. First Peter 3, 8 to 17. Alright, so go to, go, to, go to 13. Go to verse 13. Second Peter 3 from 13. Okay, so it says, Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Look at that. For even if you suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats, don't be frightened. 15. But in your heart, revere. Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. 16. Keeping a clear conscience so that those who may speak consciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Again. 16. Keeping a clear conscience so that those who may speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. So, if they hate you because you are doing good, God, God, God is proud of you. Yes, sir. If they persecute you because you are doing good, God is proud of you. But not that you did wrong, you are an hypocrite. No, God does not want that. 
So we bring God glory when our behavior, you know, reflects His own. Okay, so we as believers must must take these things as super important. Okay, so for example, now people are struggling with with issues, unbelievers. So they are struggling with their, with, with with sin, you know, with bad habits, you know. But you know, they hear you talk about how Christ can change their behavior. As they become new creation, they become new creation in Christ. They become king of kingdom, you know. But they see you that you're Christian, that you behave like them, you talk like them, you act like them, and they're like, I want to stop this thing I'm doing. But this this church guy behaves like me. So how do I believe that if I become if I, if I, if I get born again like him, that I'll, I'll get better? If people are see that believers are not reflecting kind of like they promise in their, in, their, in their scripture, then is it true? So, there's a way we can stand in the gap of people's, people's salvation by our own um, lack of godly character. Romans 2, 24, as, as it is written, God's name is blasphemed among Gentiles because of you. God's name is blasphemed among Gentiles because of you. That must, that must not be you. People should not see us and say, look at them, Christians, see them. They must not see us and say, maybe they are born again, see they are behaving. You know, we must not bring bad PR to the name of Jesus. You've got to circumcise. You've got to check how you behave so you don't bring bad reputation to the body of Christ. So important. So important, okay? This is super important. So we have to take, you know, make this a priority. How we talk. When I'm angry, how do I respond? When someone fixes me, how do I respond? When someone says something so stupid online, how do I respond? Do I respond in love or do I just tap out the street? Just that. We've got to be. So, you must know this thing. See, you're in Christ. You're a new man. You have capacity for holiness. Christ in you is capacity for holiness. You can live like God. You can live in good character. You can live a life of love. You can live a sexual sin. God in you has empowered you for this. Okay? So it is now up to you to, to yield your new nature. Romans 6. Romans 6, verse 1 to 5. Oh, thank you, Lord. Romans 6, from verse 1 to 5. Godly character looks good on you. Romans 6, from verse 1 to 5. Are we there? Look at it. It says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. Look at that. We are those who have died to sin. Glory to God. It says, We are those. Believe in Christ. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Ah! So he's saying that the believer is dead to sin. That you cannot live in it any longer. So we are saying, how do I stop? Paul is telling you, Oga, you are dead to sin. So he said that you have no reason to, to yield to sin anymore. You are dead to sin. Yes, we are those. Higher, this is great news. That we are those who have died to sin. So sin has died in your case. Sin has no hold over you. Just that? But he says, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Verse 4. 
were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In other words, just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So you, you are called to live a new life because why? You can. Whatever God asks of you is because you can. When God says be holy, it's because he has given you capacity to live holy. He has made you holy your spirit, so you have capacity for holiness. Don't say things like, eh, I mean, I'm just a human being. Everyone says, that's nonsense talk, man. We are all around running while you know, we can all kill you, we are all shut up your mouth. No, no, that's not who you are. The Bible says you are dead to sin. You've got to be the word over, over every life of the devil. Don't, don't make excuses for sin. Don't make excuses for sin. No, refuse it. I'm above this, this, this behavior. I'm above sin. I'm above fornication. I'm, I'm above masturbation. I'm above lying. I'm above, I am above this. I am more than this. So, God, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am dead to sin. I live a brand new life. So, sin is beneath me. Do you understand? Awesome. Second Corinthians 5, 7, 10. Second Corinthians 5. Second Corinthians 5. Second Corinthians 5. He says, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Second Corinthians 5, 7, 10. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. You are a new creation, sir. You are a new creation, man. Okay, all things have passed away. All things have become new. Let those old things go. Stop holding back your old behaviors. Don't be a dog that goes out his own for me. No, let those things go. Let that ex go. That ex that, that he's calling to for simple behaviors. Let that ex go. Let that friend go. Let that group go. Don't go back, you know, holding on to the things in your past. So, before you got to you had anger problem. Let the anger go. Stop saying, eh, it's my anger. When I'm angry, I throw things, come on, shut up. Let those things go. Just So, eh, you know, they, they, they got angry, okay? Let those things go. You are a new man in Christ. You've got to be, begin to live like the new man that you have. There is no excuse for the believer in Christ to still live in sin. No. No excuse. No excuse. No excuse. Romans 12, 1 to 2. 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 It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, look at that, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So, you worship to God, not, not as a song. You know, you sing and you cry. <laughs> Lord, I love you. You sing and you cry. I love you, Lord. And you're crying. I lift my voice. You're crying. But after crying, you go back and sing. No, that is not worship. That is not worship. So I had a secondary school. I had a senior. He was the, I think it was the head boy. And he was the, you know, the head boy, yeah. And he was a church guy. And the guy would leave the church, do all the spiritual things in church. But from the church gate, he started saying, you all are bastards. From the church gate. So he would do all the spiritual things inside the church. But from the gate, 
wrong speaking, wicked, wickedness, evil. That is not real worship. That is hypocrisy. God frowns at it. That that worship stinks before God. That worship stinks. Amen. So if you claim to to be a child of God, you can't just worship with words alone. Your your first worship is how you live your life to God. That, that is what makes your song worshipful. Your character, what you do when anyone sees you, that is what makes your worship your worship meaningful to God. Not that, not that you, you sing in church and you cry, you roll, you jump, you do all those things. But out of church, blare. No, that is not who you are. Refuse it. Refuse it. So, it's an habit and finding out to let go of. Call for help. Talk to your pastor. Talk to your, your unit head. But don't just, you know, keep going back to the same things over and over. Your enemy, your enemy, is, your enemy the devil, is enjoying it. He's laughing at you. You know, that cannot be your case. No. Refuse it. Refuse it. Wage war against every wrong Wage war against it. So, there's two things. Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. How they talk. How they dress. How they behave. You know, when, when you go on these days, sex is nothing, right? You know, and they talk about, about body counts. Some people have 10 body counts. Does it matter? Only 10. So only, you know, only 5. Only 5. And that person, ah, my, my boyfriend, you know, slept together. They say publicly, it's not to them. You know, uh, you know, ah, I love to kiss, you know, it's clinical, clinical, I do, you know, they enjoy talking about these things, you know, ah, last night, they say all this, and they, 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 it sounds as though it is normal, if it's my boyfriend, people should be out marrying, you know, it's my boyfriend, I can do anything, you know, see, don't be conformed to part of this world, don't be conformed to the part of this world, that the world does it and says, okay, does not make it okay, no, that the world approves of it, does not make it okay, Majority doesn't find the force in these things. Okay? That everybody doesn't does make it right. We don't live by popular opinion. We live by scripture. Do you understand? So, don't be conformed to the part of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by renewing your mind with God's word. Begin to learn a new culture. A new behavior from the word. The Bible says flee from every part of evil. So, if you are fleeing, you are not kissing. See, if you say you want to flee from fornication and you are kissing, you are not fleeing. The Bible says flee and we renew our mind with God's word. We learn a new culture from God's word. So if I am kissing, I am not fleeing, so I am not learning God's word. You understand? To me, it's just a kiss, you know. It's just a kiss. I'm not kissing you, nobody's moving. And it's just a kiss. Come on, don't be an hypocrite. Alright? Renew your mind with God's word. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. Is good, is pleasing, and perfect will. Okay? So let God's word form for you in your culture. So you can learn God's will from the word of God. Not from what people say you should do. Learn God's will from scripture. This is so, so important for us. Okay? Amen. So we'll go through some other verses to talk about Christian conduct. Okay? Awesome. Go to Ephesians 5, 13-26. No, go to, go to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, 1-4. Ephesians 4, 1-4.
Ephesians 4, 1 to 4. Are we there? Look at it. It says, As if not alone, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Then one another in love. Make every effort to keep unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you are caught one hope when you were called by 17. 17. It comes for 17 now. So I tell you this. And I insist on it in the Lord. They must no longer live as Gentiles do. In the future of their thinking. They are that in the understanding aspected from, from life of God because of the them should have had in that. 19. I have one love of sensitivity. They give themselves up to sexuality so as to indulge in the area of impurity and they are full of grief. Now, it's describing the unsaved. It's saying don't be like them. This, they give themselves up to sexuality. So, they don't have any kind of wrong behavior, any kind of, um, of sexual act or stuff like that. Says, you are not caught in that kind of life. Don't be like Gentiles. In sexuality, you know, in their impurity, in greed, don't be like them. So don't check yourself. Am I behaving like them? Am I talking like them? Am I acting like them? Do I approve of what they approve of? So some of that, but we're so used to be, so used to be on social media that we learn, we just learn from the start knowing. We learn how they talk, how they act, how they, how they drag people, how they cast. We are learning from the world. You've got to be checking yourself. Am I more like scripture or am I more like the world? Like the world. Am I more like the world or more like the world? Okay? 20 says, verse 20. That, however, is not the way of life you have learned. When you heard about Christ and you were taught the class of the spiritual expressions, 22, you were taught to get your formal form of life to put off your old self. You were taught to put off your old self. You were taught to put off your old self, put off your old behaviors, okay? Put them off, okay? Which, you know, is being corrupted by the, by the civil desires, 23. So we made new in that of your mind and to put on the new self created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. So you have to put off the old self. Put off old habits. Put on the new. This is the way of life you have learned in Christ. To so do away with the past. Do away with past behaviors. Put on your new nature. Put on your new nature. Okay? Put on the new self. Behave like 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 the like Bible says. Talk like the Bible. Okay? It must show in our character, in our conduct. Okay? 25 says, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truth to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. It says, put away lying. Put away falsehood. Don't say it's a small lie. No. Put away falsehood. Okay? In your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down while you are angry. 27. And do not give the devil a foothold. 28. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer. You can't be saved and be stealing. Yahoo, yahoo. You are saved. No, no. You cannot be. It's not possible. You must not. You have got to leave those things, okay? Says, but you must work. Do something with your own hands. And you may have fun to share with those in need. 29. Says, do not allow any unwholesome tongue 
I want to talk to come out of your mouth. Look at that. But only what is helpful. So when you talk, what I see is it helpful? Okay. Forbid not that up according to your needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So and my words help people get better. Or am I just condemning, dragging, you know, men are scum, dragging. No, no, no. Are my words helpful? Are my words helpful? Amen. And not grieve the Spirit of God, in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, and every form of malice. 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Okay? Forgive each other. Just as Christ, just as in Christ, God forgive you. Look at that. So this is a pretty important. Okay. So check your life. Do a a, a audit of your character. Okay. And begin to see things you should put off. Put off. Check your life. Check. Just do it. Do an audit. Okay. Just check out how you behave to people. How you love. You know. Check those things. Okay. And begin to do an audit. Where do I need to get better? When to, to go for help, then to talk to my pastor, then to pray about it. Okay, do as an audit, okay? Do an appraisal. And you know where you are in these things. Am I loving? Am I kind? Am I, am I trustworthy? Am I patient? Am I reliable? Do I do I live in, 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 in secular, secular purity? Okay? Can God trust me with, with five years of my life? Or will I blow it? Amen. For you want influence. You want to be a big member of the gospel. You want to be a big CEO. Can God trust you to put the sex around you? Can God put around you, you know, young young ladies to work under you? Or will you will you goof? Will you blow it? Will you, will you do stupid things? Okay? So you got to check. Am I trustworthy? Can God trust me with empowerment? Amen. Amen. Very important, okay? Whoosh. Titus 2. Titus 2. Verse 11. Are we learning? Titus 2, verse 11. Titus 2, verse 11. Look at this. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. So, it is us to say no to ungodliness and to worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly life in this present age. Again, 11. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. So, it gives us to say no to ungodliness and to worldly passions and to live self-controlled, you know, upright and godly life in this present age. 13. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. 14. Who gave himself to redeem us all, to redeem us from all wickedness, and to provide for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Look at that. So, God's grace teaches us to deny ungodliness, to say no to ungodliness, to say no to worldly passions, to live self-controlled, upright and godly life. 
Okay, God's grace does not permit sinful behavior. Rather, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness, worldly passions, to live self-controlled life. Okay, upright, godly. Okay, in this present age. Okay, it says he gave, gave, gave himself to you us from all wickedness. So grace redeemed you from wicked behavior, so that you can begin to live, you know, live pure life. Okay, so to provide for himself his own very people, eager to do what is good. Okay, so today I remind us of these things. Okay, pay attention to your character. You are called to holiness. Live in holiness. Let them say, you know, they are believers, so we can trust them. So imagine if the 2.8 billion people we have in the world, 2.8 billion, you know, are all well behaved, behaving godly lives, living godly lives. It will show in our world. There will be less, there will be less corruption, there will be less evil, there will be less greed, okay? So the way the world right now is because we are not living the way we are called to live. So all of us in our private time, do an audit. Do an audit. How do I behave? Am I godly? Am I, am I really a Christian in my character? Okay? So we see that the Bible is not short on demand for holiness and appropriate Christian conduct. The Bible speaks about a lot. Christian conduct. Okay? We see also that the, that the preaching of grace comes with stern warning against sinful living. The preaching of grace comes with stern warning and teaching against sinful living. We see also that Paul, Peter, James, John, and Jude, everyone that wrote, that wrote in, in, in this assignment, they all taught against sinful living. Okay, They all warned us against sinful living because why? It is super important. So the church today, and we as church members, must take these things seriously. So we see how it's in the scripture. You know, we are always reminded of what God has done for us. How we are new men in Christ. How sin has become, sin has gone under us, right? We're now told, you know, we are demanded to live up to it. I told, okay, you are no longer a sinner, right? So now stop sinning. So we are reminded of who we are in Christ. Then we are, we are, we are, we are reminded also to put off sinful behaviors, okay? So we are, we are, you are now above sin, okay? Now stop sinning, okay? We are told to forsake old habits and embrace new godly ones. So our, our response to the grace of God must be fitness to God. Again, our response to God's grace must be, must be faithful to Him, must be faithful to Him as a response to His grace. It must be seen in holiness in our conduct. We have a new nature of righteousness and holiness. Okay? It's not decoration. We have a new nature in us. It's not for decoration. It's so that we can live only towards God. Your new nature in you is only, it's not, it's not just oral, it's not just audio holiness. Okay? It's so that it can show in our behaviors. We also see that now. When we got saved, we sanctified, okay? There's also a progressive sanctification. Okay, let's say, let's put it away. When we got saved, we're made holy. There's also a growth in holy character. Okay? The first one, the first one is on God. When you got saved, it made you holy. That's God's job, okay? Now, the, the, the progressive holiness in our character is up to us and God, okay? We must yield to God's work in us so that we can, you know, live out in holiness. We must see sin. And beneath us, we are royalty. Again, now we tell our children, remember the son of who you are. Remember the son of who you are. Remember, remember whose child you are. So also, God speaks to us as a student. Remember the son of who you are. Live 
like a family name. We are called with righteous. Live righteously, okay? It looks good on you. Philippians 2, in conclusion. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Philippians 2. I will learn this morning. Philippians 2, from verse 11. Verse 12, verse 12. Philippians 2, 12. Dear for my dear my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to walk out of salvation with fear and trembling. Just work it out. Let it show in your behavior. Okay? For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. So, work it out. Let it show in your conduct. So, if you're on IG right now, if my IG feed, um, I'm going to offer an IG very shortly. Thanks for joining in, okay? See you again next Sunday. Love you, my IG guys. See you next week, okay? Interesting. So I, I didn't know IG had a time limit, sir. Glory to God. So IG just stops you after one hour. All right. So wrapping up, okay. Walk out your salvation. Let it show. Let it show in your conduct. Let it show in your conduct. Let it show in your conduct. Okay. Walk it out. For it is God who works in you. So will and to act in order to fulfill this purpose. So God works in you, but you must also, you know, yield to, work, yield to God's work in you. Obey, obey His prompts. Respond in holiness to Him. Okay, when God prompts you to, to be real change, yes, Lord, obey. Okay, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. That you still be, you know, yes, God is love, right? There must still be that. Um, that referential fear of God in us. Now, people say um, you can't fear someone that loves the person. Now, if you are married, you know that as a married man, you love your wife, but you also fear. Ask any married man that successfully is married. Okay? You love your wife, but you still fear. So, you can love and fear. Now, this fear is not bad fear, it is respect, honor, reverence. Do you understand? So, you should, yes, we love God, but it's also a place of reverential fear towards God. Honor God your behavior. Knowing that, see, this is God Almighty. God so big and large forgave your sins, lives in you by spirit, and demands you to be holy. Come on. You have got to, you know, respond to Him, okay? Be holy. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I will bless this morning. Now, me to tell God, Lord, I commit myself to holiness. I commit myself to holiness. Now, you just think, think right now. Think, begin to reflect on your behavior. Take note of, of those things. Those places where you goof, note them down. Those places where you goof, the bad things you do, note them down. You know, your, is it how you talk? Is it pride? Is it anger? Is it greed? Is this, is this, is this sexual things? Um, note them down, okay? I begin to ask God that God, I desire to put this into, put this into my path. I, I desire to live above these things. Lord, I receive your help. I receive your help. You said flee from sin. Lord, I choose today to flee from sin. I, I will not play around sin. 
I flee from sin. I speak to my neighbor. I am kind. I am loving. I am honorable. I am patient. You know, I have self-control. Lord, these things are mine. My old life is gone. This new me speaks truthfully, speaks in love, speaks in speaks, speaks five words. This new me is gracious. So you need to just check yourself. Check. Do an audit. You know, I think issue that you need to seek for help for. Give send me a DM. Let's talk about it, okay? Talk about it. But don't just sit comfortably with sin. Don't go to the God. Don't just say with sin. I choose growth. I will get better. With your help, oh God, I get better. Today, I receive your help to get better in my character. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.